as human beings, and welcome to the very first episode of Apartment 303, a podcast for community fans. We are here to discuss and debate all things community, attempting to delve into each and every layer of the show, what makes it work, and why we love it. My name is Dave, and while I'll mostly be working behind the scenes, you will hear me making Dean-like pop-ins mainly to interject randomly or tee up episodes. So without further ado, please allow me to introduce the first of our co-hosts, Scott. Scott, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into community? Hey, Dave. Thank you. Yeah, my name is Scott and I am a Scorpio. I got into community by a friend introducing me in college. This was probably fall of 2009 and I've been a fan ever since. Also with us is my good friend, Adam, who I discuss community with frequently enough that he decided to spark a podcast. Adam, what's up? My name is Alex. It's, it's actually not, but I do operate with a fierce Starburns energy at times. And I watched community. I was turned on to it by my brother and just really as soon as I, I realized what the show was and how immersive it was and how it's its own totally separate entity, it was really easy to get sucked in from the brilliant writing and the brilliant performances. And it's exactly why eight, ten years after the initial episode, the pilot, uh, we're still talking about it today and it feels just as relevant now as it ever was. So, a few weeks ago, members of the cast and more sat down to record a table reading to share with fans on YouTube. This video actually rose very quickly to the top of the platform, and seemingly has reignited a passion for the show in what is already a very loyal and enthusiastic fan base. would love to hear your guys' experience with and thoughts on the table reading. Adam, do you want to start us off? Yeah, uh, it was just outstanding and i can't i can't speak highly enough of how enjoyable an experience it was to listen to and watch an episode i've already seen half a dozen times and how it felt fresh and it was just incredible i i scott we've discussed it but i think i think you know just listening to the mandalorian lose it and just yes. die laughing and not be able to get through the lines of dialogue was just so magnificent. And that was, if I had to pick one highlight, that was definitely it. The the Mandalorian just losing it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just, the, the there are a few things I definitely want to talk about too, about the post-table read as well. But I, let's give a little bit of space to just discuss, you know, what were your thoughts on that? What, How did you feel, actually, as listening to it and watching? Because it was this return to something that we love so much. I was just sitting there fanning out, just giddy. Seeing all these people, like, I knew, I knew the actors and actresses, they, they keep in touch and whatnot. Just seeing them together for something that was community-based, all of them together again, it really felt like a, re a reunion and that I was a part of it. Yeah, and you know? I know that's been a thing that's been going on with a lot of different, whether it's a TV show or a movie or a series, a lot of those have been kind of in vogue right now given the, the time is the quarantine. Had you watched any other ones? The, the, quarant I, the quarantine? Quarantine. I'm sorry. That's that's on me. Yes. 
Um, have you watched any other examples of that and, and had a similar takeaway? I have. I watched, uh, there was the Lord of the Rings one, and if I'm being totally honest, it felt in places a little overproduced, and it was, the content was good, and it was enjoyable. Yeah. But it really lacked, I think, chemistry is the word that comes to mind for me. And just you really saw how great of an ensemble cast community was. And it was just so rewarding. Because again, now, in hindsight, we see that community was just this terrific springboard into the careers of so many people. It, it may have marked the end of Chevy's career, but everybody else, for the most part... <laughs> is doing some pretty incredible stuff right now and not just the actors that you see on screen but the yeah. russo brothers obviously own hollywood now by virtue of their mickey mouse payments and they, they just had they just had mark hamill on their podcast humble humble beginnings of this nerdy show that we've grown to love and has an incredible fan base but now they're they're having freaking Luke Skywalker on their podcast, just who's super excited to be on it. Yeah, yeah, instead of making references to him and passing jokes between Troy and Abed, they're actually talking to the real live, you know, a realization of a dream that, hey, nerds, don't don't give up. Like, if you do what you do and do it with, you know, authenticity and work hard and, mm -hmm. there's been, you know, a lot written about how long the hours were on community. And I think that it even comes up during the table read or, or the post session about the long hours there there is a place where you can succeed and, and achieve your your dreams and i'm getting a little bit cheesy and corny right now so hold on <laughs> back some. but i think that just gets at how community makes you feel those things you know i love the little touch touches of realism that they had with the table reading too and honestly, it's such a small thing that they had. I can't remember his name, but the uh, the 88 performer. Look it up. Incarnate. Singer. Oh, yeah, right, right. Just performing the theme song. Like, that was such a, ah, it was such a just touching little add-on to, to, the, to the reading and having him be a part of it. Eat Sledadol apparently is his name. I had to had to look that up right now. I didn't know it off the top of my head. But you're yeah. absolutely right. That was everything just felt great. And then and then having Pedro on as well, uh, the, the stand-in for Walter Goggins was great. We talked some about choosing that episode and how great of a choice it was because a it's centered logistically just around the table. It functions as a bottle episode that made it really easy to do given the technology and you know doing it over a zoom call and all of those sorts of things but right. it's such a great episode in terms of showing the character development i think and interestingly enough of pierce who's not even in the episode but if you remember early on he fakes his death and the whole episode centers around Abed doing a documentary of how he's trying to exact his revenge on the study group. And it really gives us that sense up front. Hey, he's trying to pit us all against one another, instilling chaos into this study group because he can, and he can do it from the grave. And then come mm -hmm. to find out by the end of the episode, he actually has some really wonderful and nice things to say about the study group 
which seems believable. You know, it seems very personable, and it's like that's something a real person might do. And and to give Pierce that treatment is really heartwarming and touching. I think Dan Harmon does oh Chevy Chase. Exactly. If you look at the relationship and how poorly it fizzled out between Dan Harmon and Chevy Chase, for him to write him in as a respectable character still, because we know that Dan looks at the writers that took over for season four. He doesn't really exactly give them a respectful lens to to your point about Chevy. Like, I think that just drives it home. Like he could have gone this way easily. Absolutely. But he didn't. I think you bring up another great topic about this particular episode being chosen too, was this is, when it's announced that Troy is leaving the group. Yeah. And then we have to look at Donald Glover's character, Troy, who is, I, I think they say it perfectly that he is, he has the heart of a hero. And I don't know if we ever realized that until this episode, maybe some people did, but like, I didn't really kind of consider him that until it was brought up. Like he is really, he has an innocent view of the world and he really truly wants the best for himself and his um, his study group and his friends. And I know we've spoken about my theory on why this episode was chosen because Dan Harmon wanted to shake up some feelings um, within Donald Glover and get him back in the community world. I think it was successful on that front. What are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that that's a very good point um and actually is a perfect segue to you know that post table read a lot of the conversation that went on and donald goes on to describe how he feels about the group as actors as people as Mm -hmm. co-workers you know danny pooty helped him move here they are on this show that's ridiculously successful and it is now and like they're helping each other move like who does that so i very much do think it worked if that was dan Harmon's goal was to get donald back into the family and to make people see how great he functions as a member of the community community mm-hmm. mission accomplished <laughs> yeah nailed that one and I, that that brings me to something that i really wanted to talk about and is something that i'll continue to view community always through this lens donald mentions in the post table read discussion that he felt like at the time the community came out he's like oh yeah it's really cool that that these people are doing 30 rock i think he's friends with aubrey plaza and like that was the cool thing to him at that time but now that he looks back at it now that he's gone back and rewatched episodes of community he said this is punk this is subversive and yes Coming from someone who actually wrote for 30 Rock, which Donald did before coming over to Community, like that's a really incredible, succinct way to describe what Community is. And for me, it's really the, the core of Community as what I'll what I'll call an anti-sitcom, a teaser teaser for future for uh, for future content there. So at the beginning of the podcast, you each shared how you first got into Community. Now, 
I'd like to ask you both, starting with you, Scott, to tell us just a little bit more and elaborate on why you love the show, why it continues to hold and drive your interest, uh, even this far after the fact. Scott? So, as I mentioned, a friend in college had gotten me into the show. We both share love for the skit that Donald Glover was a part of, the Derek Comedy Group. And getting into the show at that time, it just felt different and it it didn't it didn't hold the same things that you look for in a in a sitcom and why i've grown to love these characters is it's kind of evolved throughout time too i first identified with jeff's character quite a bit when i was younger and now i feel more tuned to i guess i would say troy it's, it's different and it varies all the time from mood to mood, but yeah, that's kind of what brought me into the show. And what actually really kept me in was the, and this is gonna sound so toolish, I guess, but was the love story, quote unquote, the love triangle between Jeff, Britta, uh, the teacher's name? Slater. Slater, um, I guess, in the, if you want to throw her in, um, Annie. Um, that kind of brought me into the show and kept me for the first season and I don't want to go too far down the road without giving Adam a chance here but it's for that first season that love story was kind of what kept me in and then season two when they kind of adapted to what we know the show to be I kind of fell away from it because it was just a, a little bit different than what I had expected and I, we'll get into that a little bit more but Adam why don't you open up with what brought you on the show and kept you there and why you love it and still continue to. So you want to know why I go Greendale? Why do you grow Greendale? Just because. No, that, that's, I'm, I'm really glad to hear your explanation. I've got something I'll circle back to. But for me, I, I mentioned before my brother got me interested in the show and we were watching it kind of back to back to back in binge fashion and i was like this is kind of fine it's okay and then something about the first halloween episode really just and i think it was the group of actors and characters kind of just congealing in this different way to where you get a sense of hey this is a little different but mm -hmm. still you know adhering to a lot of sitcom familiar tropes and characters and structures and i don't mean any of that in a pejorative way familiar enough but it was also different enough and for me it kind of threaded that needle into continue to stick with this show like i have it's because of the different it's because of the weird it's because of the things that you only get if you tune into an episode of community that at the time were not conventional sitcom situations you know no anymore they have been they've become that in part because of dan Harmon's success with things like rick and morty but it's just really interesting to be <laughs> in on the ground floor on something that's so new and novel and looking at sitcoms and their structure from the outside while still being a part of it so that's what's kept me in for sure in character development you know it's just one of those things where you really do care about the characters a lot and at different points in time in my life they've been my best friends 
you know, mm-hmm. which on the one hand is a sad thing to say and admit and hear, but also just an incredible testament to the writing and the character development of these these people because you do feel like you know them so yeah, yeah that that's it for me got it got it um do you you mentioned the that first halloween episode being like the the one that got you in like like yeah. really really sold it for you do you remember like the first line that was delivered and i was just like holy that is hilarious do you have anything off the top of your head if we're being honest like the first episode really isn't that funny and, but it's it's good enough to I, I I think it's still a better pilot than most. You know, you've insulted that episode in a way I won't stand for, but we don't have time to go through. That. <laughs> Let's double, triple, quadruple back to that as necessary. Oh um, boy, Mark I don't necessarily remember the first line that really made me laugh, but seeing Troy and Abed bounce back and forth at the the end of that episode talking about you know if you woke up as a cookie would you eat yourself something along those lines it was <laughs> yeah it was so funny and i finally let my guard down at that point i'm an inherently suspicious and skeptical person and at that point i was like okay i'm gonna let these knuckleheads in what was yeah. it for you you seem to have a good answer for that ready i'm excited to hear i think it was the uh troy sneezes like a girl <laughs> and, then he, <laughs> and he responds with, well, how about I pound you like a boy? That didn't come out right. Not right. It's actually funny in that whole, you know, Pierce talking about how to sneeze. He's a whole array of masculine sneezes, which is just mm-hmm. hilarious on the face. It's like you actually think about that. He says, oh, you can even use a sneeze to drive home a point. Like, uh, I think the Cubs are going to win it all this year. It's not that says. <laughs> And that uh, right. you know, it, it hit me a little bit different than most people would probably did. But yeah, that's, that's it's it's funny that something so if you ranked if you polled, you know, millions of people what's the best bit of all time, Pierce's masculine sneezes isn't on that list anywhere. But that just <laughs> you know, shows you how good the show is. It like everything is just so well written and so well done you can find you can mine any episode for gold and you're gonna come back with a you won't be empty-handed that's for sure no not at all so i I think we're gonna talk about season one a little bit more here before i would try to transition to something that might be a little shocking for you as also a fan we've spoken a lot with i think like the first you, you know community has a lot of heart it really does but I think one of the first things that kind of stood out to me as like a heartfelt moment in the show was uh, the episode where they're doing the they're, they're studying the Duncan principle, yeah. and Abed, Abed breaks the principle, you know, and um, yep. Annie comes, yeah, and Annie and Annie comes up to him the next day and like asks him like, why did you do this? Why didn't you leave? And his response was um, something along the lines of, because you asked me to do it and you said that we were friends. Yeah. And, and I don't know why that hit me. Abba's probably on my lower half of characters I kind of I- identify with, but to see something heartfelt come from him as like this kind of, I don't want to say emotionless, but slightly emotionless character, 
but he showed that there's more underneath, you know, um, for Abed. We, we got to see a little bit, you know, we got to go down that rabbit hole a little bit more when he expressed that because you find out like Abed's been hurt a little bit and, um, you know, that one small act of kindness or extension of a hand of friendship to him meant a lot to him. Yeah, and how he balances that too within something that's heartfelt, but then also comparing it or using the, the meta lens of friends. I, I think he says, we're like, I thought we were more like Ross and Phoebe. They don't really have stories together or something like that. <laughs> yep. So again, it passes as funny. It passes as a sitcom, but it does it in a way where you're actually investing in the characters. And that kind mm -hmm. of brings me back to wrap up. Uh, point that you made like community really kind of trojan horsed itself into syndication insofar as it was passed off as hey this is a regular sitcom we're going to do these sitcom things we're going to get the handsome leading character we're going to get you know uh, chevy chase as our, our big name star and we're going to do all of these things that you expect in a night that also has 30 rock and parks and rec and whatever and then over time we're going to develop it in a way where you really start to identify with these people as as three-dimensional people and not just some character on the screen which mm -hmm. sets up one of my absolute favorite episodes to rewatch, which is introduction to film which really gets at you know you you mentioned abed's been hurt and it really is a profound examination of that and it, again, it continues to do it in a way that's funny, but it doesn't ever betray the realism of that character. Yeah, I, I agree. A Adam, are you trying to plug in our next episode? Oh, topic? <laughs> guilty as changed. <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, just a thought that kind of came to my head of, you mentioned the, the writing and the character development, and I gotta, as much, I love giving the writers so much kudos because they are fantastic, but how, for what that show went through in terms of production, the the constant roller coaster of, are we gonna be on or off the air? It is amazing how consistent it stayed, even with the, the season four dip. It coming back for, and I, I know you and I are both huge fans of season five and six. It being able to come back, it, it's really, it's really amazing. Even though I'm, I'm such a big fan, and I was there from Ground Zero, I, I lost the excitement for the show around season three, which is arguably one of the best seasons. I had just gotten tired of the, the constant polling. I was just sick of the production polling. Like, is this thing? What is happening to this show yeah. I love? I was just tired of being worried about it, so I just kind of got away from it. And uh, and I think it happened around the middle of season three, even though it was such a good season, I just kind of got away from it. And then, you know, season four happened when, I think I, think I knew, like when I found out Dan Harmon wasn't gonna be part of season four, I just like decided not to watch pretty much any of it. And sure. so even when he came, yeah, I know. <laughs> and even like, even when he came back for seasons five and six, I I don't think I started, I don't think I finished the season until maybe a year after season six had wrapped. Yeah, I would be willing to bet 
money that not only you but other folks and then Dan Harmon as well made it possible to come back and jump back in with the gang because of the investment in character development and believability if it's the difference between why that works and mm-hmm. you know to 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 quote Abed from the series finale episode it's why scrubs wasn't any good when Zach Braff comes back as you know and I didn't watch scrubs but like that final season was like oh let's get Zach Braff because he's a character who's been in the show but like the investment level wasn't really there on a just a a more surface level comedy so that's right and you know we experienced I think that was one of the things too I was like well we experienced this with Zach Braff and Scrubs why would it be any different for a community and it obviously is much different but you you stayed you stayed true and true through the show for everything and you were a consistent viewer right like you watched it on yahoo (laughs) if it got interrupted at any point you had to start from the beginning and i yes no way it was a whole thing yeah (laughs) Oh, that's so terrible. It was not fun, but I was willing to go through it and to trudge through uh, in support of these people, these characters, again, who had felt like it became like they had become my friends. And I owed that to them. Well, that certainly seems like a terrific place to end today's discussion. We would like to take this time to thank each of you all for tuning in and invite you to please join us in our next episode where we will be exploring hashtag in a movie as well as taking a deep dive into Episode 3 from Season 1, Introduction to Film. Apartment 303 is now available wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on YouTube for those who enjoy a visual element. For Adam and Scott, this is Dave signing off. We will see you in Episode 2.